Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. It is something that you need to start saying. You need to start describing it to people. You need to start telling the truth about what is happening in this country. It is called COVID racism. It is a clear plan by Democrats nationwide to divide this country into two groups of people. We've seen this in history before, by the way. Uh, There's a guy named Adolf Hitler. You might want to go do some research on him. You might want to see what he did in his own country before he expanded to other countries having two class of citizens. Now, COVID racism is very simple. You either do what we tell you to do or you are going to be a subclass citizen. We are going to decide who the good citizens are and who the bad citizens are. We're going to decide who are the privileged citizens and who gets, quote, freedoms, even though it's not freedom because you're having to comply to get that freedom. And those who will be vanished in society, shunned in society, mocked in society, attacked in society. Now, I'm going to give you three different examples real quick of COVID racism playing out in real time in this country. I'm also going to be joined by U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty, who will discuss COVID racism with us, as well as some other major issues coming up in just a moment that we're dealing with, including the possibility of our our entire government shutting down this weekend. Example number one, and I hope every one of you will share this because it's important that we start fighting back and just being intellectually honest about what we're witnessing. This is racism. It's COVID racism. It is the divide of this country into two different class of citizens. It's racism, plain and simple. Instead of bathrooms that say coloreds only or colored only, we are now going to have places where the unvaccinated can eat. You think I'm joking? Let's go to one of the biggest cities in America, L.A. 
They have now begun enforcing strict mandate requirements that you show proof of vaccine. And if you don't or you violate their new rules, you can be fined minimum $1,000 and up to $5,000, depending on what you did. If you don't think they're going to start treating you and other people differently based on your vaccine status, the same way that we used to have in this country those bathrooms for people that were minorities and sit at the back of the bus if you're a subclass citizen and we decide that you can and cannot do certain things in certain places, look at what they've started in L.A. this week. They have now become the strictest vaccine mandates in the country, sweeping new measures that require proof of shots for everyone entering. A wide variety of businesses from restaurants to theaters gems to nail and hair salons while the latest order aimed they say at slowing the spread of coronavirus city officials spent the last three weeks they claim providing business owners the information resources that the business needs to comply this is costing the businesses an incredible amount of money right now just so you know you're now going to have to have somebody at the door somebody that's probably going to get their aws beat by somebody at some point who snaps to check your vaccine status Now, the latest order, they say again, is just about slowing the spread of the coronavirus. Nobody wants to penalize anyone. That's what the city of L.A.'s chief legislative analyst said. That's a lie. You are trying to penalize people for not being vaccinated. In fact, you're going to charge them $1,000 to $5,000. And you're going to penalize businesses that don't enforce your measures. So this is absolutely about you wanting to penalize people until they do what you tell them to do, which is to get vaccinated or get a booster. They claim, quote, that's why we've been prioritizing education over the last three weeks. So how much is it going to cost you? A first offense will bring a warning. Then a subsequent offense could produce fines running between minimum $1,000 all the way to $5,000. Inspectors with the Department of Building and Safety will be the ones enforcing the mandate. Knocking on doors, knocking on businesses, knocking on people's places of work, just like they did back in World War II. L.A. says they hope to eventually get assistance from the L.A. County Department of Public Health. Los Angeles is among a growing number of cities across the U.S. who have become COVID racist. These include San Francisco, New York City. But requiring people to show proof of vaccination to enter various types of businesses and venues, well, they've been somewhat limited in those other racist cities. Now, the second most populated city, They are calling it a safe pass L.A. And they've applied it to more types of businesses and other indoor locations, including concert halls, museums and convention centers. This will destroy small businesses, by the way, because a lot of people are going to say, screw it. I'm done and I'll just shop online. Or I'll cook at home or I'll order food out. There are certain restaurants, by the way, that I'm never going to do Uber Eats from. I'm just not. And the reason is, is because the food's too good when it's hot and fresh in the in the actual restaurant. And I'm not going to pay a bunch of money for something to come wilted and not even that hot to my home. Those businesses are going to get destroyed. Now, there are signs that have been mandated reminding customers to prepare to show their vaccine cards that are hanging all over the city now. One of them hangs at the Muddy Paw Coffee Shop in Earl Rock neighborhood where the owner, Darren, said he's thankful that the vast majority of his regulars have happily complied with the shifting regulations over the past year and a half. 
Quote, we have to adapt to whatever rules are coming at us. Do we? That's what a sheep sounds like in California, just so you know. This owner, instead of fighting back, just says, we got to adapt to whatever the rules are coming at us. He says, and our customers go along with us. Those that don't want to wear a mask, and here is your racist sit over there. Same thing we saw in this country with colored bathrooms that we all agreed was wrong, by the way. Those that don't want to wear a mask or show vaccine proof can sit in the outside patio. Or you can take your coffees and pastries to go. There is the racist divide. One year ago, Los Angeles was becoming the state's epicenter of the worst spike of the pandemic in California. By January, an average of 500 people were dying statewide every day, they claimed, from COVID-19. To guard against another spike in cases, deaths, and hospitalizations, the L.A. City Council voted 11-2 to 2 last month to take away all of your rights. And if you think your kids are going to be immune from this, no. The new ordinance requires that children, because this is what it's all about, total control over you and your children. The state has control of your children. You don't. The state makes decisions on your kids' health. You don't. Will require people 12 and older, meaning all children ages between 12 and 18, to be fully vaccinated to enter public spaces, including sports arenas, museums, spas, indoor facilities, and other locations. Now, here's the part that I love. Read the fine print. You want to know who's exempt right now? L.A. has decided they need their tax dollars, so they really don't care if you actually die because they've decided to exempt retail stores and shopping malls for the holidays. So let me get this straight. I can't run my business how I want to, but if I make you money with taxes, a significant amount of tax revenue that you're counting on as a county or as a city or as a state, You're going to totally ignore the science that you're mandating on everybody and mandating they get vaccinated just so you can do your Christmas shopping at retail stores and shopping malls. They're exempt. That is insane. But it's exactly what you should expect from these liberals, right? This is racism. We'll take your money for a short period of time during the holidays only at retail stores and shopping malls because we need that money. But then we're going to tell you you're going to die from everything else after that. Negative coronavirus tests, well, we're going to harass you because this is COVID racism. Within 48 hours of entry of those establishments would also be required for people with religious and medical exemptions. So every 72 hours, you better show us a new test. And if you don't, you cannot do anything in society. You're not allowed to. We won't let you. Yeah, 72 hours of entry. To those establishments, would be required for people with religious or medical exemptions for vaccination. Unless, of course, you're shopping in a mall or retail location just through the holidays when apparently science doesn't apply because we want your tax dollars. Customers without proof can still use outdoor facilities. Man, this sounds a lot like what Martin Luther King was fighting against, doesn't it? Customers without proof of vaccine status can still use outdoor facilities. There you go. There's your racist COVID bathrooms. There's your racist COVID place to eat. There's your racist. We are dividing this country into two sets of citizens. That's what we're doing. So go sit over there, you dirty people. Go sit over there, you exiled people from society. We will publicly shame you at the back of the bus. Business trade groups have said the mandate will show confusion and could present safety concerns for employees tasked with checking customers' vaccination status. They're going to put people out of business, folks, and they're going to do it in a big way. 
This is going to destroy this country, and they know it, and they don't care because they think they can double down, triple down, quadruple down every time they fail. And they're going to force you and your kids into vaccine mandates, plain and simple. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, if you think this vaccine racism is going to stop just with you and your kids getting vaccinated, and that's the only policy, you're also wrong. The CDC has just come out with their new ad for the holidays. We can do this is the name of the campaign showing the United States map. Alaska and, you know, Puerto Rico, et cetera, Hawaii. And the CDC has now come out and they're going to answer an important question. Now, their question that they're asking on the screen is the words pop up. Why do I still need to wear a mask? The CDC director decides to come on TV and tell you, you don't just need to wear your mask now because of COVID-19 or any of the variants that we're freaking you out over. But in fact, you should be wearing a mask this holiday season to protect you from the flu and also the common cold. And if you don't wear a mask, we're going to shun you in America. You will become one of those that sits in the corner with those other unvaccinated people. Take a listen. The evidence is clear. 
Masks can help prevent the spread of COVID-19 by reducing your chance of infection by more than 80%. Well, that's good news, right? So wear the mask everywhere, maybe even when you're sleeping. I don't know. And this is the head of the CDC, Lewinsky, telling you this in this exciting ad that, by the way, is being paid for with your tax dollars. Whether it's an infection from the flu, from the coronavirus, or even just the common cold. Whoa, 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 hold on there. Wait, when did this start? So, so I need to wear a mask all the time now, and we're going to have two different classes of citizens in this country. Those that wear the mask and comply with the CDC and the Biden administration, everybody else, and these lockdowns and everything. And then if you don't wear a mask now, you're not going to be protected from the flu and even the common cold. That's new, right? Well, I guess they really got to find some new reasons to tell you to wear that mask since so many people are kind of over it. In combination with other steps like getting your vaccination hand-washing, and keeping physical distance. You you notice now how long the list is of stuff they want you to do to comply with their government racist mandates, their COVID racist mandates. They've just now told you you need to wear a mask to protect yourself from the flu, COVID-19, the common cold. You need to wash your hands. You need to socially distance yourselves as well. Oh, and you must get vaccinated and get your boosters. And if you do all of that, You will now be at the highest level of citizenship and get the highest level of freedom that we're offering you in the United States of America. And if you don't, we will put you out as outcasts. You will become subclass citizens. You will be treated differently because we are COVID racist in America. Wearing your mask is an important step you can take to keep us all healthy. That's right. Keep us all healthy. You need to do this. And if you don't do this to keep us all healthy, well, then we're going to treat you like you are less than us. This is COVID racism. I'll say it again. I hope every one of you will, will grab this audio of what we just played for you. I hope you will share this podcast and make sure that all of this that we put in our podcast for you, you share it with your family and friends. This is what they are doing nationwide. By the way, something else that's happening, frontline physicians are now suing. Why are they suing? Because they're not allowed to treat COVID patients the way that they want to. Frontline physicians group is suing over banned COVID treatments. Letting doctors be doctors, they say, is what they're asking for. Dr. Paul Merrick, a doctor, the center of a Virginia lawsuit against a healthcare employer, that actually banned the use of certain kinds of medicine to fight COVID-19, has now said in an interview that his case is fundamentally about the ability of medical physicians to be able to care for their patients as they see fit based on their expertise. Doctors who are not conforming are losing their jobs and being shunned as, yeah, that's right, subclass citizens. We're dividing people now in the medical world. You want to get a raise, you want to move up the ladder, you want to be an expert, you got to agree with what we tell you to do. And if you don't, it's game over. This doctor said it's very simple. You need to let doctors be doctors. Dr. Marie practices at the Centera Norfolk General in Norfolk, Virginia. He is a founding member of Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. He is also the chief of pulmonary and critical care medicine at Eastern Virginia Medical School. This is not some like Yahoo out there, some rando. This dude's a legit bad A doctor. Marik is one of the leading experts on the math plus method for treating patients with COVID-19. But Centera Healthcare recently banned doctors' ability to prescribe medicines 
required for use in Math Plus treatment. Marie feels that decision violates the patient's rights to explore these methods and the doctor's rights to prescribe such a procedure. As reported by MedPage Today, Marie filed a complaint against Centera Healthcare in Virginia on November the 9th over its ban of certain treatments for COVID-19. He said that he felt a memo that Centera Healthcare sent to its entire healthcare system was personally targeting him by stating that Centera was only allowing certain medicines to be prescribed for COVID-19 and the treatment plans and that other, quote, alternative medicines such as anything else they wanted to try were now banned. This doctor says he has prescribed multiple medicines to patients. Numerous studies, peer-reviewed outlets have also said that it's working around the world. In fact, the FDA is fighting back now because they don't want some of these drugs that have shown significant benefit to patients with COVID because they want everybody to get vaccinated. Marique has also been using inexpensive generic drugs to help treat COVID-19 when he sees it appropriate. That's where the follow the money comes in. The federal government, the FDA, and all of these manufacturers of the vaccine do not want generic drugs being used to help save your life. Despite his employer's ban, Merrick insists that he is that this is a safe practice and within his rights as a physician to give FDA approved drugs. All the drugs he's giving patients are FDA approved drugs to his patients, if necessary, to help them heal. Quote, the FDA allows doctors to prescribe approved off-label cheap drugs for patients as they see fit. Prior to COVID, that was common practice nationwide. With COVID, all of these standards have gone out the window. The FDA's website states the following about approved off-label drugs for unapproved purposes. This is on the FDA's website. Quote, from the FDA's perspective, once the FDA approves a drug, healthcare providers generally may prescribe the drug for an unapproved use when they judge that it is medically appropriate for their patient. Seems perfect for COVID-19 when we don't really know what's going on and we need different things to try to fight this pandemic, right? Oh, no. Critics have asserted that this doctor and others that have been prescribing things like ivermectin is the problem. By the way, this doctor says he has not been prescribing ivermectin. He's been prescribing other drugs. But the point is, I never was allowed to prescribe ivermectin in the first place. So how could it be about ivermectin, he says. He also says he's very angry at how many doctors who have connections to big tech are coming after him. He said, I go back to the simple filing here. This is about doctors being allowed to make decisions based on their conscience and based on their medical training, which we are not allowed to do anymore. Follow the money. This goes back to what I said earlier. This is COVID racism, and now it's affecting the doctors who we desperately need to help fight this disease. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me now to talk about these very important issues uh, is U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty. Senator, I appreciate you taking some time to, to get into some of this with us. And obviously, before I get to that Certainly list, uh, I do want to get your reaction to where we are right now uh, with what's going on with the new shutdown uh, with flights coming in and, and, and mixed messages coming from the White House. You've got a federal judge uh, that stood up for freedom this week, blocking Biden from implementing the vaccine mandates on federal contractors uh, in three states. You have another 10 states where they said you can't force uh, another judge said you cannot force uh, these Medicare facilities or people that take Medicare, et cetera, uh, force these healthcare workers to get the vaccine, even though, unfortunately, a lot of them had already been forced to do it. They were afraid they're going to get fired. So they went ahead and did it anyway. But we're starting to see victories in the court of law now uh, and freedoms that have been trampled by this administration. And they're starting to lose, consistently lose. What is the reaction on Capitol Hill to this? Of course they're going to lose. Then I said this from the beginning. The reason that Biden implemented this vaccine mandate was because his numbers were cratering after Afghanistan. He'd already stated well before Afghanistan that it wasn't the role of the executive to do this. They knew that it was unconstitutional. It would not, not withstand constitutional scrutiny. They did this to change the narrative because you know Afghanistan was crushing. Gas prices are going through the roof. The southern border is a disaster. He's seeing his numbers at all-time lows. And so they changed the narrative, and it worked for them for a while. But now the American public is rearing its head. We saw Southwest Airlines give us a little taste when the American when the when the um, American flights uh, slowed down over a weekend. Two, three thousand flights were canceled. Uh, I think that started to send a real wake up call across the bow. The original deadline was November twenty second, just before Thanksgiving. 
Uh, I wrote an op-ed back then, the mandate that stole Christmas, because even pulling a small percentage of workers out because of this mandate, losing their jobs because of this mandate, would have caused the, the grid to shut down in so many places. Now they've kicked it off past January. I think they're going to continue to kick the can because they know that it doesn't work operationally. They know people have natural immunity. People are smart. Uh, they need to take this into account. But they still have a knee-jerk reaction of locking down and controlling the public at every turn. We've seen it now with this Omicron variant, uh, you know, stopping flights coming from Africa, you know, treated very differently when Donald Trump was the president. But when Joe Biden does this without following the science, the media immediately follows suit. And, and so let's talk about the difference process, there, because process. it's so important that people understand when Donald Trump said, let's shut down uh, and, and lock down these flights coming in uh, from Asia, et cetera. We didn't have a vaccine at that point. We didn't even know what we were dealing with at that point. We knew it was bad. And at that point, we knew that the world was shutting down and we were watching uh, hospitals become overrun. We didn't have a treatment plan. We didn't know what would or wouldn't work. We know a lot more now. And when Donald Trump did that, they said he w- it was racist and xenophobic because it was a brilliant political move right before the election to say Donald Trump hates people and you can't vote for him because if you do, you're a racist and you're supporting a racist. You know the, you know the, you know the playbook. You fast forward yep. to now, yep. we, know, we know nothing about this new variant. Uh, and that includes that it may not be that bad, which is, thank goodness, what we're starting to see with some data coming out uh, is that it's not that bad, we think, initially. Uh, we didn't know if the if the vaccine was going to be effective against it yet. And the president immediately comes out and is like, all right, we're going to lock down these flights with no data to back it up. And we still have an open southern border at the very same time. This, to me, was just semantics. And And by the way, it's it screams hypocrisy because he was the guy yelling, you don't ever do this because it's racist and xenophobic. Well, hypocrisy has not been a, 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 any type of uh, d- you know device that would halt their behavior activity here. They, they don't seem to mind hypocrisy at all. The biggest aspect you mentioned of hypocrisy is leaving our southern border open, Ben. This is the greatest travesty that we've seen as a nation. We are so insecure at our southern border. No one's being tested there. I hear 20% of the people coming across the border have COVID. That's fine. Come on in. So on one side, they say, yes, we're going to protect. Even if, if, if a nation uses air travel to get here, we're going to be very conservative. We're not going to let them come in, even though we don't have a full dose of the science, uh, even though we won't even make account for the fact that people will have natural immunity. We're going to have everyone that wants to come across the southern border come through wide open. We're not going to test them. We're not going to vaccinate them. Uh, Jen Psaki says, well, they're not going to be there very long. That's right, because they're going to be shipping these people that come across illegally to a neighborhood near you and me. Let's talk about the shipping uh, of illegal immigrants all over the country. We know that this happened early on in Chattanooga area. We know that this was done in the middle of the night. We know they were bussed around the country. Um, have we gotten any transparency from the federal government to the states? Do we know where the people are going, how often they're being let loose? Uh, how many are being uh, let loose in different cities? Or are they still hiding all of that? Senator Blackburn and I were the first to press for this. In fact, Tennessee was the first to, to uncover this. Uh, as you mentioned, the airport that received these illegal aliens coming in dark at night after midnight, unloading plane after plane, filling bus after bus of illegals. And we got, we immediately wrote to the Secretary of excuse me, Health and Human Services, the Secretary of Homeland Security, demanding visibility 
look, there's a very rational reason to know what they're doing. Our schools need to be prepared. Are they going to be overrun? Our hospitals need to know whether they're going to be overrun with new COVID cases. Law enforcement needs to understand what's hitting them. Crickets coming from the administration. They have refused to answer us. Every time we get them in front of a committee, it's gobbledygook. It's doublespeak. They all accountable. Let's shift gears because we have these other really important issues, and one of those is including the National Defense Authorization Bill. Uh, Democrats also need to fund the government by Friday. Where where are we on this? Uh, because I know there's people that are now trying to say, well, we might need to pull back a little bit in funding different things because of the economy and the amount of money we're spending. I mean, we're just throwing away trillions here, trillions there. It's adding up to something. We're now seeing what it's doing on Wall Street. We're seeing what the Fed is saying about inflation and uh, interest rates and everything else. This is not going in the right direction. Where are we going to be when it comes to defense? Well, I think every American knows that we're not going in the right direction when it comes to the massive taxing and spending spree that's underway here in Washington. Uh, it's, it's slowing the economy down. It's causing real wages to drop. Inflation is the most pernicious tax, and it affects those with fixed incomes the worst. And if you annualize the inflation from September to October, it turns out to be over 10 percent. This is Jimmy Carter era misery that people are seeing, and they're very concerned. You look at what has to get done, though, and this is legislative malpractice, Ben. We've known that we've had to pass a continuing resolution to keep the government open, and Schumer continues not to put it on the floor. He continues to waste time. Yesterday we were here all day without a single vote. The National Defense Authorization Bill sends a message not only to our military, it sends a message to our adversaries. And the fact that we can't bring that to the floor, we can't get agreement to bring that together to get it voted on, we're at a record level of delay on this if you compare this to prior years. Uh, It is, again, legislative malpractice that we're watching because the Democrats have been single-mindedly focused on passing this massive big government socialist spending bill. They can't get Kirsten Sinema, they can't get Joe Manchin comfortable with it. Uh, I hope Kirsten Sinema continue to hold the Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin continue to hold the line because that's the only thing standing between us and the implementation of yet again more massive government control of our lives. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to switch gears real quick to something that truly is shocking right now, and that is what's going on with the Biden administration actually restarting negotiations with Iran to rejoin the Iran nuclear deal. This, while Iran has not been allowing inspectors to come in, while Iran has pretty much been doing whatever the hell they want to, and now they can flex their muscles more because they have a lot more money coming in due to oil and the price of oil going up. We know that Iran has been supporting terrorism around the country and anybody that wants to attack Israel. We know that they still have a policy of death to America and death to the other little America, they call it, which is Israel. So why on earth would the Biden administration decide to go back in and restart negotiations with Iran to rejoin an Iran nuclear deal that's been failed since the very beginning? Indeed, it's a national security issue. But to understand the context for Iran's behavior, we need to take a step back. We need to understand what's been happening to Iran's finances. Uh, Under the Trump administration, we saw Iran's hard currency reserves move from $122 billion in 2018 down to $12 billion in 2020. From $122 down to $12 billion in 2020. Why is that? Because we imposed the most biting sanctions in history against the Iranian regime. Tough financial sanctions, sanctions that were getting them ready to come to the table. Uh, I worked on these myself when I was U.S. ambassador to Japan. It took me months to get the Japanese government to agree to stop buying Iranian crude from Iran. They did. Finally, uh, the Japanese government agreed to stop buying Iranian crude. They shut them off. Again, Iran you know, has been one of the main suppliers to, to Japan for over 70 years. The Japanese reminded me they fought a world war over access to energy. This wasn't easy, but we got it done, and we got their purchases down to $12 billion. The Biden administration has come in, and they've absolutely stopped imposing sanctions. They've stopped enforcing sanctions. And Iranians' coffers have moved from $12 billion up to over $30 billion just this year. In 2021, they're now topping $30 billion. They're getting the funds they need to continue to sponsor terror. We saw this happen in the 11-day war in Israel, where they fund Hamas, where they fund Hezbollah. They fund their proxies around the world to destabilize the world. They haven't and, and this is, by the way, what they, this is normal for them. People need to understand this. This is, this is a normal course of action, a normal course of business. Uh, and I think that's the, the point that people need to maybe understand the most, is that this is exactly what they have done for decades and so when you give them money or they get more money, like you said, in their coffers, they're always going to sponsor terrorism. They've never stopped. It's just at what level and how much money can they put towards that, depending on how much cash they have in their bank accounts. Indeed. And they call the United States the big Satan, Israel the little Satan. They want to see the death of Israel. They want to see Israel wiped off the face of the map. Uh, Senator Cruz and I traveled to Israel right after the 11-day war was over 
to let them know that despite what they may be hearing from the U.S. news media, that, uh, you know, these are very minority voices coming from the far left of the Democrat Party. But the, by far, the vast majority of Americans, by that I mean Republicans, independents, and Democrats, all support Israel. It's certainly true in my home state of Tennessee. It's true across America. They needed to hear that message. That is the message that we deliver, delivered loud and clear. But you wouldn't know it listening to the United States news media. Uh, that's why it was important that we show up there, and we did. So what is the logic behind this move? Because for a guy that was obsessed with getting us out of Afghanistan at all costs, including leaving Americans behind, we still have Americans in Afghanistan and and our allies in Afghanistan that helped us uh, that are still hiding. And we're still hearing about private individuals getting people out uh, on about a weekly basis now uh, as they that that country have completely lost any influence over at all. Um, why do this now with Iran? What is the what what is the logic behind the decision makers at the table in this White House? Because I'm I'm still having a hard time connecting those dots. It's, you're having a hard time, Ben, because you're logical. Uh, that's why you're having a hard time connecting the dots because they don't quite connect. What you have are ideologues in the White House, people that don't have proper real world experience. And they've been single-mindedly focused on undoing everything that Donald Trump did. So the very fact that Trump undid the JCPOA, that's the Iran deal, is driving them at all costs to put it back in place. Even though Iran's got the funding they need, Iran hasn't been cooperating, Iran isn't coming to the table, we're relying on Europeans in Vienna to negotiate on our behalf. We're not even at the table. Iran is calling the shots. And what Iran is saying is that they won't talk until all sanctions are lifted. This is going to wind up being far worse conditions than where we were under the conditions that Obama negotiated. Uh, These negotiators should walk away, they should fold up their tent, and they should enforce the sanctions that we worked so hard to put on the books. That's the way to gain leverage, is to put the sanctions back in place, biting sanctions to enforce them, not to capitulate, not to appease, and not to do that to get nothing for it. We've seen the same thing happen with Russia. Biden comes in, Trump had put a halt to the START Treaty, that's the negotiation of nuclear weapons, The Russians had begun to manufacture many more nuclear weapons, different types of nuclear weapons that were and those were included in the historic Heart Star deals. Trump wanted to broaden that. What does the Biden administration do? They come in with zero conditions. They extend it for five years, getting nothing for it. They come in. They open up the Keystone XL pipeline, again, getting nothing for it, but allowing Putin to exert much more leverage over Europe and bring in much more revenues. And with all of our wrongheaded policies here in America, killing Anwar, killing the Keystone XL pipeline, killing drilling, you know, cutting off this pipeline that goes into Michigan. We've seen gas prices soar through the roof. And as worldwide prices go up, the biggest beneficiary is, guess who? Russia and Iran. They love this. Putin is winning at every turn. That's why he's piled up unprecedented level of troops at the border of Ukraine. He doesn't trust that we will do anything to stop him. In fact, we're enriching him right now. This Biden administration has got the wrong instinct on almost every turn. Last question for you, and that deals with this uh, horrific PR stunt by this administration to release what re- what equated to about two and a half days of of our oil uh, consumption as country country through uh, releasing oil from our strategic oil reserves to to claim it was going to make prices go down. The, the 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 funniest part of all was it actually made prices go up because we were like, wow, they're not going to fix anything. Uh, The president did this right before Thanksgiving in a PR stunt move uh, to release these oil reserves. And we have shut down, like you said, that Keystone Pipeline, the Michigan Pipeline, a lot of people don't even know about uh, that is so significant. 
when when they do this and you see them release this oil in this way, what happens on Capitol Hill? Is there anything that you guys can do to rein this in? Because I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they do this another couple of times when prices get high just to act like they're doing something. I, I think you've seen the playbook. But it's just, as you say, Ben, it's just an act. It's like a drop in the bucket, but they're raiding the U.S. strategic oil reserves. Again, Putin looks at this and realizes we're becoming more vulnerable every time we do it. Uh, if you're Putin, if, if you're Xi in China, you're stepping back and saying, we could never accomplish this on our own. America is destroying itself, and it's this misguided administration that's doing it. And if you look at the, the logic behind it, uh, I had this Dr. Omarova before my committee last, uh, you know, before Thanksgiving, the week before Thanksgiving. She was their candidate for office of the comptroller of the currency, the biggest bank regulator in the nation. And she wants to use bank regulations to choke off funding to the fossil fuel industry. She even said, we want them to go bankrupt, don't we? That's the way we accomplish our climate agenda. I asked her point blank, are high gas prices good for America or bad for America? I think you and I know the answer to that. High gas prices are terrible for America. Yet she, she replied that that's a trick question. Because what they believe is that high gas prices actually enable them to more quickly cost justify forcing us to invest in alternate energy programs like windmills, like solar panels that are, of course, created in China, forces us to electronic vehicles, which guess where all the batteries are made in China. So, again, making us more dependent on foreign nations that don't have our best interests at heart. This is the direction of this administration. It's shameful. Senator, I appreciate your time. Thank you for leading on these other issues and getting us an update, because I do think there's so many things happening right now that are just not being covered. And they're important, uh, especially with, you know, they got to fund the government by Friday. This administration uh, just seems to be running this this country with with no order at all, uh, with no forward thinking. It's all reactionary, almost crisis management on every single issue where there really shouldn't be a crisis. Crisis to crisis. It's just yeah, crisis, crisis to crisis. crisis. It's shocking. Uh, I appreciate your time, sir. We'll have you back again real soon. Thank you. Hope everyone you will share this podcast. Let everybody know about this scumbag district attorney and what he's all about. We need to expose him and make sure everybody knows who this guy is and what the left is doing in supporting him. See you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.